but it doesn't mean I do whatever I want when I'm with those outside the law. It means he doesn't sin, but there's a law of Christ. So I would argue this. Some people would say when we become Christians, while the law doesn't get us saved, we are under law as Christians, under some kind, whether it's the principle of the law or we should be obeying the Old Testament in some form, okay? I would argue, no, we are no longer under the law, either in principle or under the law in the Old Testament. We are now under what Paul calls here the law of Christ. Are there rules, for lack of a better word, rules in Christianity? Sure, right? We, we don't lie. We don't cheat. We don't steal. Of course, yes, we have rules. There is some kind of law that we obey. We don't just do anything that we want. We, you know, we have moral standards and right and wrong. And so this is what I would call the law of Christ. So I would argue now in the New Testament times, we are under the law of Christ, but we are no longer under the Old Testament law in any way, whether in principle or anything else. We'll go on to verse 22. To the weak I become weak. So he says, when I'm with the weak and they what? They won't eat the meat, sacrifice the idols. What am I going to do? I'm not going to eat the meat. That I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. You know, so often people say, oh, how can missionaries go to foreign places? You know, you have to sleep on a bed that's harder than a rock. I'm not, like, the beds there are impressive. I mean, it's like a board. I'm not even joking. A board with, like, a thick blanket on it. So uh, I didn't mind it too much because my bed at home apparently is way too soft, so it actually my shoulders started feeling better. But most people, you wake up, and this hip hurts, and this hip hurts. You fly there, and your ankles are swollen because you've been on a plane too long, and so on. Like, why would, why would you do this? Why would, oh man, why would someone go live there? Why, was it, why would you go through this? Well, let me tell you, when you have a goal in mind, all the pain and suffering that you have to go through to make that goal happen doesn't matter. You know, I played a lot of basketball there, and, and when we were there the next day, everyone would comment like I could, you know, I was you know, limping and stiff and so on and so forth. And they go, well, are you going to be able to play tonight? Are you going to be able to play tonight? You know, you look terrible. You know, I got blisters on my toes. You know, are you going to be able to play tonight? You know what I say? When the game starts, it all goes away. The game starts, you don't feel anything. You just play. And when the game's over, you regret everything you did. <laughs> but, you know, you just play. And that's how we are, should be as Christians. There's going to be things that are terrible, that are, that are no good, that are no fun, that, that, that make us super uncomfortable, that are gross, that are disgusting, that you hold the kid that's drooling all over you, the kid that hasn't brushed his teeth in who knows how long, it smells like terrible, reeks with B.O., because no one else, no one else will hold him, and no one else will care. And you know, if you have the goal in mind, you have the big picture. This is why you're doing it. Suddenly, those things don't seem as bad. They don't seem as bad because they're all for a greater purpose. Now, there's so many of us, we would just rather give a check and let someone else do it because we don't want to have to go through it. We don't want to have to do it ourselves. You know, so often you think, well, how does a church reach out to the community? How does a church see other people be saved? Guess who the church is? The people. The people of the church are the church. We as people. So when we ask ourselves, how do we reach out to the community? We're not talking about whether we need to have a program or we need to have this event. 
It is the people that make it happen. You know, Pat and Arnie own like nothing. They live in an apartment, just an average normal apartment. Arnie rides a bike to go to the orphanage. Pat rides a little tiny moped to go wherever she needs to do to get groceries. That's about all they own, that and the stuff in their house. What do they do in order to reach people for Christ? They build relationships with people. So you say, how does a church reach other people? What do we need to buy? Likely, we don't need to buy anything. Reaching people is about relationships, about reaching out. If we're not willing to make these things happen, if we're not going to be willing to take the extra time to, t- to meet that neighbor that just smells bad every time you talk, I mean, we can't even do that. How are we going to sit? Why do, why do we bother to sit around and say to ourselves, how do we reach other people? I mean, anyway, we go on to verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. So now he goes on to this illustration. He starts using sports illustrations. Yes, I'm not the only one. So he starts using a sports illustration, probably a reference to, to the Isthmian Games. And so he says, how do runners run? Okay? They run, only one receives the pri- surprise. You should run so you can get it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. You know, sports are super stupid. Like, you try so hard. You're willing to have blisters and limp and take whatever terrible bad pain medication you have to do in order to do what? Win what? Nothing. 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 I mean, jeepers. We just make some trophy-looking thing out of some cheap metal and go, oh, we'll give you this. Oh, will you? Oh, okay. How long do I have to work? How long do I have to work? How early do I have to get up? I don't care. So much work we'll do for sports, and they would see that within the Isthmian Games how much effort they put in. And he says, we should be having that kind of discipline. You know, you know what time Arnie gets up in the morning to go to the orphanage? Arnie is there by himself. Nobody's there. No one would know. Arnie gets up at 5.30 every day. He's 62 years old. He's supposed to be retiring. Gets up 5.30 every day so he can get ready to go to the orphanage to be able to help that kid shower in the morning. Help teach him how to do it. So maybe one day he'll be able to do it on his own. If athletes are willing to work this hard, he says, why? To, to, to get a wreath, something that just passes away, why would we not be able to work so much harder? So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. You know, you heard of shadow boxing where you, you, know, you kind of go and you, you box, and sometimes boxer will shadow box, not really boxing anybody. They're just kind of practicing. He's like, I'm not just swinging at nothing, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should become disqualified. You know, I, I used to have a list, and I have it written down somewhere. It reminds me of Matt. When I was first reading Matt, you know, he was... He was single and didn't have a kid on the way, and he had a little bit more time on his hands, so he was working out a ton. 
All right, he was working out a lot, and he had an eating regimen. And let me tell you, it looked disgusting. It was like, I don't eat anything green, so that was the problem, I think. You know, he had this much for this time of the day. Do you have six meals a day, maybe, or five, or however many? You know, six meals a day, small, certain amount each time, counting how much protein you're getting in each meal. So the, and this was from Matt Pogue. I'm never going to, like, you know, do an athletic competition that anyone's going to watch again probably my whole life, and he was willing to do all that. The discipline just to stay in shape. Oh, man, professional athletes, it's crazy. It, LeBron James spends a million dollars a year trying to keep his body in the best peak condition he possibly can. A million dollars a year just to try to play. Self-discipline. People willing to, you know, there's a football player, Houston Texans, a defensive tackle, a big white guy, I can't remember his name at the moment. Um, he would talk about eating. He would say, all I think about when I eat, I don't ever think about what it tastes like. I only think about what it's going to do for me for football. I don't eat anything based on what it tastes like. Discipline. This is the kind of discipline athletes will take to win something that doesn't matter. We do things that matter. If we suggested we had some event that maybe we were going to have a chance to reach someone for the Christ, and it was at 5.30 in the morning, how many people do you think I could get to show up? If I went to a high school basketball team and I said, I have training for free and we're going to have it at 5.30 in the morning, they would show up. They would show up. It's so crazy. I mean, this is, this is the, not your guys' fault. This is the, when we have church, we're like, well, we better have it not too early in the morning. Not even, no, no. It's one thing to say because the non-Christian won't come. It's one thing to say because the unsaved, you know, what, what, what do they know, right? They're not supposed to be, they're not being disciplined for anything, so I don't blame them. But we as Christians, you know, if the more, most important thing is it's just not too early in the morning for us. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. So I don't want to sound too terribly negative. I want to encourage us this morning. Pat and Arnie have been going at it for a long time. And there are people that are now Bethany's age that have been saved because of their ministry. They're having their own kids. They're now growing up in a Christian home because of what Pat and Arnie did. Ministry's been so valuable and they got a lot more years to go. They got a lot more years to do it. You know what? We have a lot more years to do it here, not only as Sunnyside, but as individuals. There's more to be done. There's more to be done. We need to discipline ourselves. We need to be willing. We need to have, let Christ lead us in seeing other people be saved. And, it's, and I'll tell you what doesn't work, saying, well, I'm just going to hire someone to do it for me. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You don't say, well, I'll give the mission, so then I'm good. You think that's what God wants? Go to get, stay before. No, Arnie talked about. It. He says, "Well, I, I I remember taking the the people out in the work and you know the workers out to dinner one night and just being in tears trying to say, you know, we're gonna 
Some of them were Christians. They went to a house church and they worked at a place. I was trying to tell them, and I was like in tears trying to say, we're going to stand before God one day. We're going to stand before God one day. And he's going to ask us why we didn't treat these kids the way they should be treated. You know what? We're going to stand before God today. And if he say, well, why didn't you take the time to witness to that person? Why didn't you ever even bother to meet your neighbor? You never even bothered to meet He say, oh, well, I, well we, we had a few offerings at my church and I gave, though. You think that, that, that excuse is going to fly? Yeah, but I, gave, I gave a few dollars. Even if I gave a lot of dollars. We need to discipline ourselves. And the best way to reach people for Christ is not by trying to buy them, but individual, personal relationship. And guess what? No missionary you're ever going to be able to support is going to be able to know the people that you know in your life. God has put people in your life that you know that no missionary is ever going to meet. And if you don't reach them, no missionary you give money to will. We need to discipline ourselves to have our life be in a situation in which we can see people, where we can meet people. You know, some points we have jobs. It's interesting. I, I have a job in which I don't see a lot of non-Christian people. You know where I see people that aren't Christians? Basketball. Basketball is the way. If I didn't play basketball, I'd hardly ever see anybody all day that wasn't a Christian. We have to make sure in our lives we rub shoulders with people that we build relationships. Or one of my professors at college, he'd, he'd, he'd always meet his neighbor, and he would, he'd meet them, and he'd figure out what they liked, and he'd start watching whatever sports team they would watch. Didn't even care about them. He just watched so he could talk to his neighbor, so maybe one day he could invite them to have a Bible study at his house. Maybe he would be able to witness to them someday. We need to discipline ourselves. We need to fold our lives in a way that we can see people reach from Christ. And all the inconveniences, the annoyances, the headaches, the reason that we don't want to do it, if we can see the, if we can see the end, if we can see the end. You know, we'll so often say, oh, that worker that won't take care of that kid is such a terrible person. Easy, easy, isn't it, to say how terrible they are? Yeah, we have people in our life that are on a one-way ticket to hell. If we're not willing to step out and do something, are we better than the person that, that just shoves hot food down a kid's mouth? We need to discipline ourselves to see people reach for Christ the way Paul did. He was willing to do what it took. He was willing to act one way, do another, <laughs> get around any swamp or mountain that he had to because he had the goal in mind to see people reach for Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you. We just pray as we think about reaching people for Christ, and we're thinking about missions, and we're thinking about seeing other people. Lord, I just pray that you would make each of us missionaries. Lord, we need to reach people that we know. We need to not think about seeing people as Christ as something we do at church, or we do programs at church that do it, or we pay people to do it, but it's something we're doing every day, that we, when we rub people's shoulders at work, whether we see them in other places, which our friends, our neighbors, anyone we know. But if we don't know anyone that's saved, I just pray that we would make an effort to try to meet people that need you so we could have a chance to introduce them to your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Let's stand together and sing step by step as we hope that God leads us step by step to seeing people reached.
his love. 